welcome to Be Still Be Free. My name is Amber Miller. I'm your host today, and I am here with Sarah Godey and Monica Steely. Welcome. Hello. To the podcast. Hey. We're so glad that you're joining us today. And uh, if you haven't listened to the last couple of episodes, we are in the middle of a series called Be in the Spirit. Um, We offered the first week a little... Uh, overview introduction mm -hmm. to the series where we kind of gave you a few snippets of what we're going to be talking about and then last week we talked about being mindful of your tongue which was um convicting and enlightening (laughs) all at the same time (laughs) i'm still reeling Um, and this week we are going to be talking about being sustained which i'm Mm -hmm. excited about because like i said before it's a little less obvious. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't. I don't yeah. really know what you're going to say. So, Monica, tell us about being sustained. Being sustained. I guess I should have done a Webster's dictionary um, definition of just the word sustained. <laughs> so I did it for tongue. Uh-huh. Wasn't one of the best things to define. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same thing with like Hebrew words and stuff. Yeah, like, the tongue was the tongue. Is yeah, it an organ that rests in the, yes. in the in the bottom of the mouth. <laughs> I think we all know like the generalities of the word sustain, like, you know, sustain, keep alive, carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that we had talked about um, that first week, I don't even know if we talked about it on air or not, but just how like life has so many ebbs and flows and ups and downs and our spiritual journeys have so many ups and downs, but the thought of being sustained feels like this constant, almost net that just carries you yeah. along at the same level of peace or contentment or what have you. Um, and so I, I really liked the idea of this because especially in the political climate that we're in with an election year, I think everyone is turning to people, places, and things to be sustaining for us. Right. Um, and we're putting our trust and our, our hope in the right person sustaining the country or the right country sustaining the world or um, maybe it's I need a relationship in order to sustain my life or you look to a person or there's just so many different ways that we look to things to be sustaining for us and God is like I am sustaining you it is me it is me that carries you Um, and so I just wanted to really get into that and dive into it to see like what it looks like for us in the lives that we're living today yeah what it looks like for us to be sustained Um, and it requires that we trust in God's promises um, but how do we do it how do we be in the spirit and allow God to sustain us and the first thing is that there are different ways that God sustains so like I kind of went through some scriptures and found that there's three different ways that God sustains us and the first is with nourishment and support and so mm-hmm. there's um, the first verse that I really that really spurred all of this was Psalm 55 2. cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you um, and what I what I really enjoyed, which I will not, I will wait to dive into it, but there's a cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you colon, like not a period, just Mm -hmm. a colon, like pause on that thought. And then here's the next thought that follows it up. He will never let the righteous be moved. So Mm -hmm. that is all one clear, concise thought, but we're going to focus on the first part of it. Cast your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. It was a Psalm written by David. He was in deep anguish. He was in great distress. And scholars say that he wrote this Psalm when his son Absalom rebelled. Mm. And so he was just heartbroken. He was angry. He was frustrated. He writes all these 15 verses about gut wrenching pain. Mm. 
And then in verse 16, he says, but I call to the Lord. And then in the next eight verses, he focuses on who God is and God's Mm. goodness. And then comes verse 22, cast your cares upon the Lord and he will sustain you. Wow. And so I loved, I love the context in which that verse comes to, comes to light. Um, I, you know, I know so many people are going through gut wrenching times, painful times, Mm -hmm. really distressing times. Um, and sometimes it's easy to forget, but I call to the Lord Mm. and to remember, cast your care upon the Lord and he will sustain you. You know, what's interesting about that is we talk about kind of the whole election thing that's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. And you said there were eight Bible verses where David is, is describing God Mm -hmm. and and then says, cast your care upon him. You know, no matter how you feel about either one of these candidates, I don't care if Billy Graham was running for president, you know, could there be, and Billy there probably could be, but could there be eight <laughs> verses leading up to that person convincing you that they are the person you need to put all of your hope in yeah. and right. to cast all of your cares upon? Because none of these guys are created to carry the weight of mm-hmm. all of our burdens, all of our hopes. All of our dreams. They're right. men. Right. They're they're mortal subjects just like we are. They were never created to be that way. Yeah. God was. Yeah. Like he's the one that we need to be putting our hope into, putting our cares and our burdens onto, asking to change the world. Whoever is going to be our next leader of America is just that, a leader. Yeah. Not our savior, not our hope, not our be all end all. They mm-hmm. are people. They are sinners. They are people. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting that David talks for eight verses about how great God is and then says, that's why you should be putting all of your, your care onto him. That's why you should be asking him to sustain you. It's this lead in and of like, here's who he is and here's how amazing he is. Here's all his character. Therefore you can cast your care because he's worthy of being trustworthy right. with your care. Because mm. even, like, yeah. even Billy Graham can't can do all of that. Oh, gosh, no. You know, he like would be he the can. first to admit that, right. too. None yeah. of the candidates would. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not going there. So, um, <laughs> so I think it's really interesting that it is kind of this if-then scenario. If we cast our care onto the Lord, then he will sustain us. And the, he, the Hebrew breaks down kind of interesting. The word cast means throw, hurl, fling shed which are very wow. visually active words yeah like it's yeah. not just cast like slowly take it off your shoulders right and slowly lift it and slowly yeah. place it on it's like fling, fling. it that yeah. is interesting hurl it like go to the edge of the mountain and, and just, just it's not like let it throw gently it. lay it down at his feet Mm-mm. it's like get that off of you now that is awesome and fling, which Man. Yeah, I mean, which gives it a different perspective. It it's kind of like that verse that says, you know, like throw aside every weight, like mm-hmm. get rid of it, like drop it at all costs, like mm. it's a hot potato. Do that not hold on to it. Because like we've talked so many times, we were not made to carry it. That's right. We yeah. were not never, ever made to carry it. That's what freedom is supposed to look like That's is right. don't do all the things just because you're not supposed to do them. Don't do them because you're not made to carry what goes with it. That takes oh, me back to the man. mouth too, though, right? Uh-huh. I think sometimes we forget we weren't created to carry everything. And so Just we try to carry yeah. everything and then it becomes more personal and then we get emotionally invested. And then before right. you know it, because we're carrying all of our own weight and we're clothing ourselves in everyone else's issues that we don't have anything to do with, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm so sick and tired of leaders, both Christian and non getting involved in stuff. They don't even have this whole story about, right? Uh-huh. Like just 
no, just no. Um, but we clothe ourselves in everybody else's issues, and then just we feel preach. like we got to be the mouth for to speak righteous things and Mm-mm. just preach Christ no, and the just power of His resurrection. Throw it onto Jesus, yeah. because I'm telling you, one man on his knees is so much more powerful than ten mouths speaking. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, amen, amen, sister. <laughs> well, and the word "sustain" in Hebrew um, is cool. Isn't that neat? I like that. It's K U W L. I thought you were saying it's it? cool. No, it's literally it? cool. <laughs> I was waiting. I I'm like, uh, and yeah, no. what is it? It's um, cool. But it means to keep in, abide, bear, comprehend, contain, guide, nourish, be present, support, restrain. Mm. And I love the word nourish there the most. I do too. Um, because it's fling your cares on the Lord and then he will nourish you. Like he will bring <sighs> life and feed you and. Um, give you daily bread, living water, like that mm. nourishment will come. People, do you hear this? If we cast it, but we it's kind the promise of, I premise. think it is, we, t- and we it's talk about that premise. all the time, the cart and the horse. I think so often we're like, okay, sustain me, sustain me, sustain me. And he's like, you have not flung it. You have not let it you go. You have to be obedient yeah. first. It's like, it's Man. like, okay, save me, save me, save me. Well, you, mm-hmm. you haven't, conf- you haven't come yeah. to me to confess, right? You haven't come to me and, and not that he can't. Mm-hmm. But there has to be that act of obedience yeah. that we're worshiping him. We're glorifying him by being obedient in the premise. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he blesses us with the promise. And I will say too, like um, Amber just said, like, don't lay it down. Like if you lay something down, you can pick it back up. But if you fling it, yeah, or hurl it true. off like a mountain, it's, it's gone. gone. Ooh. Ooh. It's gone. So cast it in a way that you cannot pick it back up again. Yeah. I can think That's about something in my means. life right now where I'm kind of like, well, you can kind of have it, but I... It's like those commercials, yeah. those let go commercials. Have you seen those? Uh-uh. Where the person's yes. like hanging from a cliff and they're still holding on to their bowling ball, yes. you know? And he's, they're like, let it go. And he's like, no, I need it. I feel like that about. <laughs> We're so hoarders. We're emotional you know? hoarders with our let it go. The culture are emotional herders, uh, hoarders, herders. We're, we're herders of emotion. Yeah. <laughs> hoarders of emotion. We Literally. are. And hurts. Yeah. Despair. Our mm-hmm. issues. That's why misery loves company. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes that goes back to David. We have to remind ourselves. We have to preach eight verses to ourselves of God is trustworthy. Right. Mm-hmm. God is faithful. Remember God is why. good. Yeah. And that is why I can Fling trust it. him to sustain me and trust him to take my burden mm-hmm. off. The and- problem is, is that we've made God into this. Um, Andy was speaking about this yesterday. Andy Stanley. We've, we've made God into this. God must not exist if bad things still happen. God Mm -hmm. must not exist if we have to go through hurt. Um, Because we've made up in our mind, somebody has told us, or we have decided to believe that God is only good Mm -hmm. and great and that he could never allow something sad or discouraging to happen to us. And so there's more of this, I think, anger and anguish of, I can't believe you would let this happen to me instead of going to him and saying, this is happening to me, please take it. Here's the burden of it. We're we're more angry at God because Mm -hmm. he's allowing us to have hurt than we are the understanding that we live in a fallen world of good and evil. Like Mm -hmm. there is always, until the coming of of Christ and, and us going to be with him forever, that's just... That's 
there's going to be good and bad. Well, it's funny you say that <gasps> because <laughs> I love it when that happens. I read an article. Um, the author is a, a gentleman by the name of Ryan Hughley, and he said being sustained through something and being delivered from something are two very different experiences. And one reason people get angry or frustrated at God is that they are that they hold Him to promises He never made. Mm. God oh. never promised that if we pray, He will deliver us out of the seasons of hardship. He promised to sustain us through them, Love which it. remind me of Psalm 23. Like I will walk through the valley of the That's shadow right. of death, yeah. but I will not fear any evil. Yep. Um, and Beth Moore yeah. talks a lot about how we go through the fire. We don't get burned, but we do go we through it. We still go through yeah. it. Um, and the, the, the sustaining and the nourishment comes through it. That is so not good. delivered from it. Man. That's an important distinction that I liked. So that's so there's a there's a nourishment and a support that comes with yeah. his sustaining. But the second way he sustains us is with his grace. Mm. And this is um this next little section, I just love it so much and I shared it a little bit on our Be Together group several weeks ago. Um Jesus said in Second Corinthians twelve nine, My grace is sufficient for you. And I was really that verse came up in my research about sustaining and I was reading it and I was like, what a stupid word. Like no offense to the translators of the the original Greek, but right. like my grace is sufficient. It sounds very weak. Yeah, it's yeah. a weak word to me and does not. I'm like, if Jesus is talking about life and his power and like what's going to happen after his sufficient. resurrection, it's got to be more than like just enough to get by. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that doesn't sound like yeah. Christ. So I did some digging into the Greek word and the word is archaeo, and it means to be possessed of an unfailing strength, to be strong, to be satisfied, contented. And in the lexicon, it says, "His Jesus's grace is so strong, it will enable you to bear evil so well, there's no reason to ask for it to be removed. Oh, oh my gosh. Man. His grace is an unfailing strength. Like, wow. how much more impactful is that wow. than sufficient? And that's where the translators are in error. I was listening to a song on the way in. It was talking about how grace, my grace always wins, Mm -hmm. always wins. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wish I could remember what it was because I was like, oh, that's really good. But can you imagine like casting your cares onto the Lord and then just getting to that point of sustaining with his grace that you're like, I don't need to take it or not take it. I am so good. Yes. Was just that, like, I think you just get to a point. This is where I would want to encourage each of our listeners to get to a point where you trust God so much that even when things are not going well, Mm -hmm. you just know it's all still going to be okay. Because he does work everything together for good. And it's funny that we're talking about this because I was just having this thought on the way up yesterday. And I was talking about issues or in my mind, I was going through struggles and trials. And um, and I actually had the thought about asking God to take something from me. And and in my mind, I was like, you know, the crazy thing is, is that I know I've, I've done this long enough now that I never doubt Mm-hmm. That everything's going to work together for good, no matter what it is, right. whether you lose someone or there's an illness or a job loss or whatever. Um, I, I just know, like he loves me too much. It may look different than I think it should look. Right. It may sound different than, and it may not be the answer that I wanted. But in the end, 10, 15, 20 years from now, it all comes together for good. I was thinking, actually I was thinking about it after we had dinner last night and I was following behind you and I was thinking through the things that we had talked about. And I thought it doesn't matter. doesn't even with be still be free. It just doesn't even really matter how many times we make good decisions or we try something that doesn't work. Everything is going to come together because Mm -hmm. God's got it. Right. May not feel good. And it's not, and I would add, it's not that, um, 
he allows bad things so that good hap- happens. No. It's that he's capable of making beauty from ashes. That's exactly right. He's capable he's of it. He's able to make something beautiful out of a fallen world. Mm-hmm. Well, and two, I would take it a step further. Like, you know, the translation said um, that his grace is sufficient. And, mm-hmm. and you, you know, doing the research took it a step further to where it says um, it's not just that it's sufficient. It's to the point where you don't even desire for it to be taken away. But then the next verse says, my power is made perfect in weakness. So it's even a step further right. that you're like, I want to be weak because when I'm weak, you are strong. Right. That's right. And that's really the very best place that I can be. Absolutely. Yep. That's really good. Absolutely. Mm. Um, it's good stuff. Okay. So the third way, and I know we, I could have, I could piggyback on that, but I'll keep moving on. because I know we're on time. Um, the Today's third podcast way, will be two hours long. That's right. <laughs> he sustains us is with his promises. And, um, David wrote another Psalm in one nineteen one sixteen. He says, Lord, sustain me as you promise that I may live. Do not let my hope be crushed. Um, and sometimes I think we need to revive ourselves with the reminder of what his promises are. Mm -hmm. Like it's his word and his promises that do sustain Mm -hmm. us. And this is where, um, you know, I've kind of uh, posted this a little bit on just the regular Facebook page about like, we need to continue to go back to what the the word says, not our interpretations, not what other people are telling us things say. We need to know for ourselves, this is the word of God. This is what he promises. These are the things that he will provide if I do my part and he does it like, this is what it all looks like. Um, and then we just have to like give ourselves like David did eight verses of Mm -hmm. just remembering Mm -hmm. what those promises are. Mm Um, Matthew Henry, um, I kind of paraphrased a little bit of this, but he had just a beautiful doc, uh, commentary. He said that David prayed for sustaining grace. He sees himself as unable to go on in his duty by any strength of his own. And we no longer stand, um, we stand no longer than God holds us and we'd go no further than he carries us. Mm. And so David realized that. And so he prayed for grace. He pleads for grace. He pleads the promise of God and his dependence on it. He pleads the great need that he has for God's grace. He pleads his resolution that, um, if God's right hand uphold us, we must in his strength go on in our duty in diligence and in pleasure. Mm. Um, and so there's, God can, God can sustain us in those three different ways, but it's just, we have to continually be reminded. We have to continually remember, we have to like go to Jesus and like get his unfailing strength in those things. Yeah. Well, and the sustaining part is for me, I kind of feel like if you don't, if you don't get this part, if you don't get that everything, um, all of your, I don't want to say power cause we're not powerful, but all of our energy, all of our abilities, everything that to just live every day victoriously mm-hmm. comes from being sustained in him, mm-hmm. then we are going to be overcome with life. Yeah. Because we're going to try to handle the life by, by ourselves and asking all the wrong people to be our sustaining mm-hmm. or for us to be our own sustaining power, yeah. whatever it is. And, and people will constantly let us down right. constantly, constantly let us down. I have a sister who struggles with, um, some different things. And she and I were on the phone a few weeks ago and, um, you know, she's just constantly talking about how everybody's letting her down. Everybody's letting her down. And I'm like, well, that's because you've asked others to do 
to, to be your savior. You're asking other people to be your hope. You're asking other people to do more for you than you're even willing to do for yourself. You're right. asking other people to be there for you in a way that they're not capable of being there for you. You know, and I think again about the election, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who wins. It doesn't matter how spiritual they are or not. It could be the most spiritual person in the world and they're still going to let us down because they are people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you look at our, our leaders and, um, you know, again, all of just the, the issues that are going on with police and, and whatnot, you know, again, we're looking to people to sustain us and we've got to quit that. We've got to go right. back to having the power of Christ sustain us. Well, and I think yeah. of that verse that says like, what can man do to me? And I think you can um, rephrase that and apply it to like, whatever man may do to me, right. whatever man may do to the country, whatever man yes. may do to the world, whatever man may do to persecuted Christians, mm-hmm. like no matter what, God is the one that is sustaining me. And that's why we have to be in his spirit that's and right. be carried by him and allow him to be the one that's like, you know, the wind beneath our wings because in essence, it's impossible right. to be able to just carry on a will to live that's right. really yeah. without it. Because the evil in this world is just that mm-hmm. it's evil and yeah. it will tear you down and make you question yourself. It'll make mm-hmm. you want to do things. It will, you know, p- people struggle with depression. They just, mm-hmm. you know, there are so many so things much. that you've got to know where your hope is rooted and yeah. who is really sustaining you and giving you the the peace that passes all understanding that you know he fights for you. Yeah. And it may be ugly and it may be a battle that you're going through, but in the end, he can bring something good and beautiful out of it if Gosh. we will just rest in him. This is so important right now. So important. Our, I think for our um, country, like with the election going on and everything, um, but also like I think the reason why this election is so emotionally charged is that we have put our sustain, you know, we've expected yeah. to be sustained by our government. That's right. You know, and, and America does not equal Christianity. That's right. Um, as much as we like to think that patriotism and it's a beautiful thing, but it is not Christ. That's right. And, um, man, that is, that's just so important for us right now. Well, let me give you, I wanted to kind of outline some things of, um, like what does it look like? What happens when we don't allow God's nourishment, grace, or promises to carry us? Mm. Like how does that manifest itself in our everyday lives? Um, so the first way is that we have physical problems. Mm. Like we have stress, heart, issues, depression, headaches, insomnia, weakened immune systems, like our bodies physically react to stress. And so when we're not being sustained by God and all of that comes crashing in, like we physically shut down, like that's usually the first thing that happens. Yeah. It is true. Is we physically shut down. Um, the second thing is emotional problems, um, having pity parties, Mm. uncontrolled anger and rage issues, bitterness, anything about those things, lashing out, (laughs) um, uncontrollable tongue, which we talked about. I don't know anything about that either. (laughs) Um, ruled by our ever changing emotions and even paranoia, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm. there are so many emotional problems that come when we're not looking to the Lord to be our sustenance. Um, our spiritual problems were have a blocked relationship with God, no desire to worship, lack of growth, stagnant spirit, and this is the big one, spiritual immaturity. Oh, yep. Spiritual <laughs> immaturity. Like you cannot Ouch. grow and mature in the Lord if he is not sustaining you. you what kind of relationship yeah. is that? <laughs> it's so, it's so true. true. But it goes back to that whole thing that I think people would prefer to choose man mm-hmm. over yeah. God because you can see him. Yep. It's measurable. Right. You can get angry at him immediately, mm-hmm. hold him accountable. Right. You can't do that with, with 
a God like thing, yeah. right? Because, and that's, I keep going back to this whole thing where that's why faith is so hard because it's believing in the evidence of things not seen. Yeah. You can't touch it. You can't feel it. You can't see it. You can, you can experience it in, in the, that sixth sense kind of way, but it's not, it's not tangible, right? right? You're believing in this thing that you really ultimately cannot see this person. Um, but man, I'm just telling you that if you will take that leap of faith, if you will grow in your spiritual maturity, if you yeah. will just have the faith that's necessary, God will not let you down the way man does. Right. He just won't. Well, and there's all, I mean, there's also, speaking of man, there's also like relational problems. Like when you are victimizing yourself, playing mm-hmm. the blame game, your friendships and relationships are broken or really starting to crumble. Mm-hmm. Um you know, like Greg and I always joke around, like there's just Eeyore people that yeah. like you see him come and it's like, wah, wah. <laughs> like that, it, that it completely so affects relationships. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our kids see how we react to all of that. Our spouses do our coworkers, employees, friends, family, and if that all trickles down. And if that's what everyone around us seeing, how is that being loved and that's how right. is that living? Yep. It's not. It's not. It's yeah. not at all. Or the opposite, right? Not being the Eeyore and the the more saddened person, but the more emotionally charged, out of yes. control person who's always on a rage, who's always on a right. rant, right? right? I mean, you know those people too that you're like, we just you just see them and you just want to turn around and walk the other way and you, you know because you know they're not good for you they're not mm-hmm. good for your soul you don't want to be associated yep. with them it's toxic it's toxic yeah yeah toxic so i have a few different practical applications i'm going to save some of these for um an episode that we're doing a little bit later but um one of them is i think it's sometimes very hard for us to have a bird's eye view of our own selves yes. to figure out where we need god to sustain us so the first thing i would say is ask a trusted friend mm-hmm. spouse you know family member ask them where do you think in my life i need god to sustain mm, me and good. trust him more um wow, because i think that would be a more realistic really thing good. than a person like if we personally it journaled you know like i think <laughs> yes. sometimes we can mm-hmm. kind of pretty up or excuse yeah. away mm-hmm. Um, but some truth. Well, I love what you just said. Excuse away. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, we do that so good. Well, I just we? even think about like, because every time we do a practical application, we think about like, oh, I might do that. And that one's like, ooh, that one's a little bit hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, I, want it I don't it. know if I want to do yeah. that. Oh, I'm not picking That is Chris. good. <laughs> That's yeah. when you know that it's good yeah. is when yeah. you're like, I don't know if I want to do that. And trust Chris. that they will have a controlled tongue when they reply <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to I'm you. I'm not picking Chris. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Too much intention perception. Gap. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> but yeah, but ask and, and, and have good conversation about it. Be yeah. open to hearing what they have to say, because even if you don't immediately identify with it, mm-hmm. there obviously will be some truth in it yeah. in either how you're acting, whatever. Man. And you, and call it what it is. Like if you recognize it in your own life, even yeah, just own it. Just yeah. be like, Hey, I'm struggling in this area and I have, you know, I'm not sustained by God in this area. Just For sure. don't, don't act like it doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I would say is identify somebody in your life who needs to let go and have God sustain them and find I wasn't sure what the right thing would be. So maybe pray through it. Like maybe it's a plant. Maybe it's a loaf of like really hearty bread. Maybe it's like a beautiful pitcher of like fancy water. But like find something that represents nourishment Mm -hmm. 
and sustenance and give it to that person and say, Mm. I see this as a visual reminder that you need to trust God to sustain you. And here's why this represents that. Oh, that's really cool. So in this, or like maybe put a tag on it. That's like when it comes to like family or relationship, whatever the, the circumstance is like, look at this and let this be your reminder to trust God to sustain you. That's really good. And not anything else. I I like that. that. Oh, I'm just like processing that. That's a cool idea for Christmas. Because this will be rolling out probably, this one will roll out November-ish. Yeah, close to. Right? Or even a Thanksgiving gift, right? What a perfect time. A gift to give everybody at your Thanksgiving table. You know, sustaining. Yeah, have a Mm -hmm. little little loaf of bread that you give to everybody and have a little thing that you write on there. He's one of these verses that Yeah, absolutely. The Lord's sustaining. Oh, I love it. So (gasps) I'm I'm going to do it. (laughs) I'm doing Brad. What are you doing? (laughs) And so, okay, so I wanted to just go back to one thing really quickly because this will kind of lead into Amber's doing a whole week on Be Righteous. Um, But I wanted to just touch really, really quickly. So that verse in Psalm 55, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you colon, he will never let the righteous be moved. Um, I wanted to touch on what the word righteous means in this instance. And the Hebrew word means righteous in conduct and character, one who speaks what is right and true, honest and virtuous, not just a lawful rule follower. And I loved that because the if then to me is if we are righteous and virtuous in our conduct and character, then he will keep us from being greatly shaken, overthrown, you know, taken off course kind of a situation, which goes back to what we talked, um, how sometimes the word righteous makes you think like Pharisee or rule follower, but God's saying you will not be moved if your conduct and character, if your integrity of your heart as a man thinketh, so he is what is in your, out of the heart, the mouth speaks like that has to be right. And you will not be shaken. And you know, I'll even go a step further because I love to think that everything that God asks us to do isn't because he's trying to be some big commanding, demanding, spiritual being but that it's because he's trying to protect us i don't think that we can probably be sustained by christ if we aren't living a righteous life because we can't be in commune with him in Mm -hmm. community with him if we're living intentionally purposefully living an unrighteous life right it you can't have this relationship with this righteous spiritual being if you're not in the right heart right and mindset to to receive what that righteous spiritual being has to give to yes. you. Does it's that make sense? Interesting. It's almost like we've gone at this um, backwards. Like you know, really knowing we what's coming done next week. First, but, <laughs> right? I know. We're taking a teleological approach, which is something we'll talk about next week. <laughs> oh dear. But, but it, it is sounds, true. You start. You know, really, the righteousness flows into the sustaining, which throws into the control of flows of into the, the control. Mm-hmm. Of the That's tongue. exactly right. Um, so just tune in next week because, because really righteous. You know. And sustaining are the proactive compartment, mm-hmm. right? Whereas yeah. the tongue can become the reactive and you've got right. to have the proactive in so that you don't put the reactive mm-hmm. yeah. out. Mm. But, you know, that reminds me, like I've said this a couple times in some Be Free Friday videos, like we have to want to be transformed into the image That's of right. Christ more than we want to be right. That's right. And that comes, I mean, that <laughs> yes. is just, that has to That's be... Right. The heart cry. Well, what have we said often is one of the reasons why we don't see the change is because people don't want to change because it's Mm -hmm. too hard to change. Mm -hmm. But the payoff, again, I'm just going to to plead to our listeners that um, the payoff is so worth it Mm -hmm. 
figure out where you need to grow. Go through the growing pains. Go through the fire. He'll go through it with you. He'll be on the other end. And what you experience on the other side is so worth it. And you can't put words to it. And I don't know that we're supposed to be able to put words to it so that we're trying to talk people into experiencing what we're experiencing. God put the words into it. I'll sustain you. Just come be righteous. Mm -hmm. I'll do this. Just do this. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll be, you'll know me if you'll just be still. We just have to be willing to do the premise part. Right. We want the promises. So that we can have the relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know. That's like saying, I want to be thin, but I'm going to eat everything that I want to. And that the two just don't go hand in hand. Right. You can't, can't want to be with Christ and not be willing to do what it takes to be with Christ. Mm-hmm. That's mm. hard decisions, hard choices, etc. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. So, yeah. So that's, right. that's being sustained, everybody. Awesome. Well, Sarah, will you pray I us will. out today? I will. Father God, Lord, I just want to thank you for the wisdom that you have spoken to us through Monica today and just um, the refreshing reminder that you truly are what we are supposed to come to, to be sustained, just the sustaining power of Christ. There is nothing else that exists on earth that has any close resemblance to the sustaining power of Christ. Lord, I pray for our listeners. If there's someone that's struggling, just giving it all to you, they just feel like it's so much easier to stay where they are and the the despair and the um, fear and anxiety and uh, whatever they may be experiencing. Lord, I just pray that you will give them the power and the might right now, Lord, to begin the process of changing and transforming so that they truly will allow themselves to go through the fire to um, be refined and and to experience the promise on the other side. Lord, I just praise you for, for what you've given to us, and I pray that we'll continue to use it for your glory. And in your name we pray. Amen.